Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Know Your Gear bonus podcast. This is another bonus podcast. I promise these more and more. I think this is number five, but I don't know if the numbers are going to matter. Usually what I'll do is I'll just put in the title. You're going to see whatever I think the most interesting thing or the thing I talked about the longest is. So what is this? This is not like the live QA show where I'm, uh, you know, on the fly trying to on the cuff. This is your emails answer talking about subjects that you guys have sent me that I'm interested in, that you're interested in. And, um, and let's go. Uh, some of the questions I got that are strange that I wanted to put up that were, uh, that I thought was interesting. One of them was, um, how many emails do I receive? I, the record I had was over 25,000 emails in one month. Um, it was horrifying because <laughs> I think I could only respond to like 150. You know what I mean? Uh, so it was like just this, I don't even know. In fact, here's the good news. The questions have tapered off over the years uh, and they've actually slowed down, which is good. It sounds like that's bad, you know, like, oh no, but it's actually good because it used to bury all the emails that were like business emails. And so the reason why I say it slowed down is I, I started putting like for business only responses and a lot of people got, you know, they're not, they're like, well, this question isn't about business. So it's nice, but it's still in the thousands of months and that's, uh, uh, you know. So what do we got? Uh, let's go to a thing. I'm going to answer some emails and talk about some stuff. Uh, you're just going to hang out with me. This is in the morning. I have coffee. So you will hear me slurp my coffee. I try not to, but this mic is very sensitive and very good. Um, and uh, there's video now. Uh, I'm doing this with a video. So if you go to the Know Your Gear, not the Phil McKnight YouTube channel, but the Know Your Gear uh, YouTube channel, uh, you can can check out this if you want to see my face. What you'll see is my bleached out side of my face uh, because I'm sitting here with the window open because um, it's the morning and I like the wind. I like to look outside. It's pretty outside. And uh, but the sun, there's just no way you know that doesn't uh, look like I'm like overexposed and uh, the room's dark. But I thought some people want want to see video on this because you know I don't know maybe they, I have the kind of looks that make people feel good about themselves. <laughs> I say that I'm gonna go on weird tirades this morning. I know. I say that, uh, and so you know. Sometimes when I make jokes about that, like I have a face for podcast, uh, I've had people go, "No, Phil, why are you so hard on yourself?" And it's because I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Uh, there you go. All right. What are we gonna talk about? I don't know. We're gonna open an email and see what happens. Um, we are going to open the first email and, uh, okay. This is from Angel. Angel says, hello, Phil. I, uh, I hope this is finding you, uh, and yours well. Uh, and that's the new greeting, right? I like to say, I hope you're safe and well. Um, but I'm noticing everybody's starting with that, uh, cause they don't want to like, Hey, I hope, you know, something's going on with the COVID thing. You know, uh, they don't want to you know, like, hey, answer my email. <laughs> they want to make sure you're fine. But it's weird now that that's the new greeting. It's not, hi, how are you doing? It's, you know, I hope you're not sick or dead. So it's a weird time to live. All right. Uh, it says, okay, I'm a longtime fan and I have done a few setups, mostly uh, get polished rolled fret ends and very light leveling for myself and friends and family. Uh, distinguishing that his friends and his family are different people. That's always appropriate. Uh, now by listening to your awesome channel advice. Okay, cool. That's great. I hear that a lot. 
I think uh, I, it's cool. It's one of the things I'll, I'll always remember, you know, uh, from the channels that I, I think I uh, got some people excited about working on their own guitars. And and uh, and if that's all I've ever done on this channel, that's way more than I ever anticipated. So I'm glad to hear that. I am a new adult learner player, but I am practicing my ass off <laughs> in these crazy times. I'm told that my setups are quite nice, but I myself not being good enough to know what good is yet. LOL. I've been a custom pocket knife maker for 15 years. That's very cool. Uh, so, you know, I literally do not go anywhere without my Swiss Army pocket knife. Uh, so you guys know it's right here. So, you know, I couldn't have planned for that. Um, when I was in the army, uh, every all of us, everybody had a Leatherman. That was like the thing, right? I remember uh, the first day on the job, like everybody had a Leatherman. If you didn't have a Leatherman, you were like, you know, <laughs> what? Not a newbie, but you were just like you were just not you were not pro, <laughs> right? So everybody had a Leatherman. It was a big deal, uh, especially in like the motor pool and stuff. I don't know why, just to have it. And uh, so I had a Leatherman, but believe it or not, this is strange. I didn't like it. Uh, I never liked it. it. It's a good tool. It just seemed bulky. For army, it was great, but like in civilian life, I just couldn't see doing that. And but as a habit, like a like a like a blankie, <laughs> I needed it. So I now have a bunch of different Swiss Army knives. So you know, there's two different kinds of Swiss Army knives. It's really strange. There's two different logos. I know this is the weird tangent, but that's what you signed up for on the podcast. You need my uh, odd personality going sideways on you. So yeah, there's two different logos. So um, some of you guys are really hip. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, that there's two Swiss Army knives. They're both made in Switzerland, and they're both Swiss Army knives. They're just two different ones. One has like this. I don't know. One has a shield and the cross uh, kind of look, and then this this one's the other one. But I have both styles. I have tons of these. In fact, um, I have so many of them because, um, you know, I don't want to ever be without one. So uh, the reason I'm saying that, uh, Angel, is uh, maybe I need you to make me a custom pocket knife. I never thought about that. So um, the tools on – this is my favorite Swiss Army knife. You guys can't see it on the podcast, but you're watching it. This has the Phillips head screwdriver. Uh, it has the leather punch, which I probably use uh, way more than you would ever think all the time. You know, um, I use it for everything. Um, it has, uh, of course, the blade. But this one's the uh, serrated one. And this is my favorite of all the Swiss Army knives, the serrated ones, because I really feel like it really the teeth get in there and cut. Um, I feel like the other ones get dull pretty fast and you have to sharpen them all the time. The serrated ones stay pretty, pretty pretty evil <laughs> for cutting up stuff uh and of course a standard the smaller knife and then this has the flathead screwdriver with bottle opener that's very important the bottle opener um then it has the uh can punch i don't know if that's the actual it looks like a claw i don't know what you call this stupid thing uh i think it's for it hooks in a can and punch it punches a hole in the can in case you want to drink motor oil i'm just kidding so, um and uh but this one has the scissors uh which i love now um I can honestly tell you, seriously, these things have been abused. Uh, maybe even accidentally washed in the washing machine once or twice. Probably not. My wife's pretty. My wife's pretty good about making sure I don't do stupid stuff like that. She takes care of all that stuff, but it's possible. Very cool. I thought I'd go on a tirade about that. Uh, it is. You have a ninety-nine percent chance, maybe ninety-eight. I don't want to give myself too much credit. Credit that if you bump into me, meet me, or see me, and you and you ask me if I have a Swiss Army knife, I have one in my pocket. Um, I, I was going to tell you, I have a bunch. <laughs> this is how crazy I get. I have smaller ones and larger ones. This is the midsize one. The smaller ones are for when I have to go places where I know they might not let me take the Swiss Army knife. So I use the smaller one to hide it. 
because <laughs> I just have to have a, a it's like a, like I said it's a wooby that's a little blanky thing uh, anyways uh, so he makes uh, pocket knives uh, that's awesome and uh, he was able to pick up the tech faster than when playing uh, he's so he's basically saying he's got a his aptitude for fixing the guitars is better than his aptitude for playing guitars hey angel welcome to my club uh, <laughs> you know I uh, I learned I learned for myself that uh, I didn't care uh, what I did in music I just wanted to be in music um, I never had like I want to be a rock star I never wanted to be a rock stars producer uh, you know I didn't want to be a studio artist I didn't want to be a hired guitar gun or a bass player I just like playing music and I liked it so much that it, um, you know, I wanted to be connected to it as much as I can. And over the years I found different ways. And that's the thing that I wish we would talk to kids about more. I wish somebody would have talked to me, uh, more. I've said this before. Uh, you know, when I was in high school, you know, and you go to your counselor and you bring up music, it's like, they go, well, you'll either eat grilled cheese sandwiches and be poor for the rest of your life or you'll be a billionaire rock star. So, and the likelihood of you being a billionaire rock star is not good. So don't be a rock star. It's, it's sad. Uh, it's sad. I feel like sometimes that, uh, maybe it's gotten better. I hope it's gotten better, but the counselor is sometimes like, like one dimensional, like, Hey, you could be a nurse or a mechanic, or you could be a lawyer or the other five jobs I happen to know about. You could be those things. Um, but no one goes, Hey, you could be a consultant for companies to help them understand how to navigate weird things that they, they normally don't have in-house for. I mean, right. Like there's, <laughs> there's so many more jobs. Um, and that's what happens to a lot of us. I, 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 again, this is the podcast of crazy sideways tirades. Um, the first time, this is where I, my life changed, by the way, for me as a whole, uh, younger, the first time I started bumping into people and I'd always go, well, what do you do? And how, you know, how, and they would say something strange. Like I met a kid when I was 20 and, um, he flew model airplanes in the civilian world. And then he was, believe it or not, he was a, he became a drone pilot for the army. And, uh, but this is before all the massive drones, right? We're talking about the nineties. And I was like, what, what's it, what's that? And he's like, oh, apparently the army wants us to like fly remote control little drone things. Like these aren't the big drones. These are like little spy drones or whatever. And I was like, that's a job. How is that a job? He's like, yeah, it's like, I'm like, that's your thing you do on the weekend with the money that you made from your job. Now you're telling me that's your job. And so then you start learning that there's different jobs. My, my life has evolved into a process where explaining how I make money sometimes to my friends, uh, is almost impossible because I'm like, uh, cause everybody wants you to say that you make all your money from one thing. I have 50 things and I'm, I'm not, I'm exaggerating. But I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said 20 things that I have 20 revenue sources to 20 ways I have money coming in. And if all are, are firing and I, I would be, dude, I'd be living in the dream life. But the reality is, is that the reason I have these revenue sources all coming in different ways is because of that, because some shut off, some, some slow down. But I've learned that that's how, you know, there's more than just this, okay, I'm just going to go and get one source and one place for a job. I'm going to get this other, you know, I'm going to find ways to make money and find uses for myself. This is a weird way to go on a, a whole tirade, but Angel, to, 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 to cite to your email, uh, yeah, I understand. This is a crazy email because he's not really um, telling, ask me a question, Angel. You just kind of tell me what you're doing and I'm, I'm bonding with that. This is actually a nice little reprieve 
for me. It's not like a, hey, Phil, what's the answer to this? It's just like, hey, this is what's going on. Thank you, Angel. This was fun email. For me, I don't know if listening to it was good, but it sure was interesting for me. So, Angel, to answer uh, what you're saying here, I totally identify with the ability that, I, yeah, you can ha- you have an aptitude for tinkering. Uh, I think so, right? Some guys are better mechanics than drivers. That's definitely a fact. And uh, and gals, I always, you know, keep in mind, people, I'm old enough to say guys all the time. I'm not trying to insult anybody. So some people get upset either way. They're like, oh, you shouldn't have to say that. But I'm just trying to be, you know, inclusive. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make anybody feel like they, if they want to hang out here, they can. Um, because they can so, Angel, good job. I'm proud uh, that I was uh, able to uh, help you in some small way. And uh, I'm happy that you found some joy in something that maybe you weren't doing before. Uh, I would be curious, uh, you know, to know more about your pocket knife making. Um, so, um, I, I, so you guys know what happens when I uh, read the emails now. What I'm doing is I'm just sending a link, this link. So, Angel, you'll get this link. And if you listen to this... Uh, Hit me up. Send me another email. Tell me about your pocket knives. Maybe I, I maybe I'm I'm wrong with the Swiss Army knife. You know, uh, a lot of my friends have really nice knives. They carry them and they're like, oh, Swiss Army knife, like such a 12 year old boy kind of thing. And I'm like, and that's enough to make me make a decision. <laughs> Call me a 12 year old boy. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> this is so dumb. I'm so glad you guys don't have to pay for the podcast. I would feel really bad if this is what you were paying for. All right. Uh, what else do we got? Let's go. Uh, so Angel. Angel uh, did that. Um, oh, Angel sent me another email. Hold on. I got to mark the email. So, Wow, Angel, you sent another email, and it is long. All right. We are going to try. This is too long. I'm sorry, Angel. Your other email is way too long. I'm reading it, and it's really involved. Um, it looks like he sent that and then he sent like another one with an extension of that. Um, and I have to make a decision and the decision is I can't, I can't read this one. Angel, I'm going to hold it. This is going to holding pattern. It literally would be five minutes reading that and then trying to figure out. And I know you're, I mean, I'm seeing numbers and specifications and graph tech nut and information about your guitar. Uh, Ah, man, uh, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm smart enough to know it's just it's a pro- it's a good email, but it's not good, uh, you know, banter for the podcast. Let me let me hop over to Andy. Andy, Andy sent this email. Andy says, I just discovered your YouTube channel and I find it very helpful. I am soon to be 60 year old and I do not know how to play any instruments. OK, that, you know what? That's great. That's awesome because, uh, you know. This is uh, all the things I love to de- debunk. You know, the whole, hey, you got to pick up your instrument when you're a kid. You can do whatever you want. Okay. So it says, uh, and it has been one of my regrets. Uh, however, I am looking into, by the way, th- this is, again, I'm just going to go s- sideways on all this stuff, I guess. Uh, y- you know, uh, Andy, I'm glad uh, it's you're, you're addressing that it's a regret and you're taking care of it. Um. I think that's uh, one of the smartest things you can do is not come up with the conclusion that it's a regret and you're just going to let it lie. I think this is great. Hitting it head on. It says, however, I'm looking into learning how to play the guitar. My 15-year-old son plays the violin, and, uh, and my father was an accomplished piano player. I hope some of my fam- family's music uh, genes are still in me. Okay. 
it's it's possible you know what i mean i I have different feelings about that i think it's almost always practice but yeah there could be a little bit of a little bit of a gene in there that gives you that kind of kind of that magic i i can i can see both sides sure but i but uh, yeah i'm sure it i don't know Uh, let me get back to focus i'm interested in buying a stratocaster and i think i have watched all of your related videos one twist is that i'm left-handed well then you have to quit now that's it andy that's it i mean 60 year old left-handed guy i mean let's be clear you 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 should stop dreaming today i uh i of course it's early i'm in coffee and i'm sarcastic i i love this so much by the way uh and i'm looking for a left-handed strat that's easy to find um uh, there are far a fair number of used ones uh, for sale on Reverb and eBay. I was learning, uh, leaning. Sorry, I was leaning towards a Mexican Strat as good as a good compromise between a Squire and an American Standard. However, I see that there are a number of used Japanese-made left-handed Strats for sale. Therefore, I have two questions. Let's get to his question. It says one, how do I? How do they compare to the Mexican and American-made Strats? He's talking about the Japanese ones. Uh, so, uh, they, you're usually on par, if not better. Um, I use, I, I use it, I say on par. Look, I can tell you, uh, for me personally, if somebody was to say I bought a Mexican made or American made or a Japanese Fender Stratocaster guitar, of course, especially used, could somebody have done something to it? Could there be issues with it? Of course. But, but based on the manufacturing quality, I would say you're a, it's a safe bet with all three of those models and you would have no downside other than what somebody have kind of done to them. But in my experience, almost everything that somebody's done to them can be fixed, if that is even the case. Uh, so two is, does the age of the Mexican Strat matter? It does, believe it or not. Some of you guys may be shocked to hear that, and I'll tell you why in a second. There are several nice condition Mexican Strats that are about 20 years old. Sure, let me let me, let me me tell you what happens in the last recession. We're talking about this recession, you know, that might happen uh, or is happening. And I... The reality is recessions don't work like a light switch. I don't, uh, you know, not in my experience. Being, I've been through two of them now. Um, uh, they, they, they kind of creep up on you uh, like a fog, right? Um, so, uh, so why, why am I telling you that? Um, in 2008, Fender decided to make some changes, and it was because of the recession. And they, uh, some of those changes were, why have so many different components for the Mexican-made standards and the American-made standards at that time? So one of the things that was happening before that time was the Mexican-made Fenders were had smaller fret wire. They were using different potentiometers and uh, probably the same th- uh, five-way st- switch, if I recall, but definitely potentiometers. Um, some different components on the bridge, some different components of, you know, just small different components, right? The major difference, of course, is the fret size. They were smaller frets, and a lot of players didn't like that. Now, still, the the Mexican-made standards had 21 frets, and the Americans had 22. I don't really care about that. Um, the, uh, some players will, but trust me, you're a beginner. You don't care, care, you don't care about it either. (laughs) Um, not yet, (laughs) not for a while. So, uh, why does that matter? It doesn't matter to you because you're a new player to you. Everything will seem normal. And as it should be in the universe, how the over for the rest of you guys looking at strats, anything that's pre 2008 Mexican standard Stratocaster, you understand that you're going to have a slightly different feel. Some people would say, oh, they feel different because they did. They were slightly different fret wire and a few other things that were slightly different. So um, is that something that you should be cautious of? Absolutely not. Um, uh, but it, it is a difference. So um, so the, to, to get to your core, your question is, 
is there anything wrong with the Japanese strats? No. Uh, you know, here's the deal. You're left-handed. You're new to guitar. Do yourself a favor. Find a, uh, you obviously are leaning towards strats, which I think is a great first guitar. Um, maybe even, a, you know, the only guitar you need. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, you, if you're looking at a made in Japan, made in Mexico, made in America, Fender guitar, left-handed guitar, here's what I would suggest. Find one that you think looks cool, find the one that has the best price on it, and buy it. That's as easy as that gets. Everything for you is practice. The, the, uh, when you don't know anything, the tool is not as important. Can it hurt you? Can a guitar hold you back? It can. But what you're looking at is not that issue. So I would say do that. Uh, find the reputable seller. Look one for a good condition. Again, I don't think you... Uh, uh, what's great about being 60 years old... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not 60, so I don't know what's great about being 60 years old. But what's great about being tenured is that uh, you can smell BS. It doesn't matter what it is. Buying a guitar is not different than buying a car, buying a home, buying a lawnmower. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, believe it or not, someone who's 60 years old who's had some life experience might actually be a better... Uh, buy their first guitar way better than you know than anyone else because of that fact that you've you've you know what to look for in in what you mean by looking for credible sellers looking for the right price based on the market you know what I mean so make a decision you're you're obviously experienced enough to do it I think you're I basically what I'm telling you is I agree with your logic I like where you're going with this left-handed strats made in Mexico Japan or America I think you're fine Here's what I will tell you. You have a 15-year-old son, uh, and he, uh, he plays violin. Here's what's great about this. I think either one of those guitars, what's great about this is is that this is a guitar that you won't ever have to sell. You'll get it. You'll play on it. One day, your kid's going to own it. It'll last forever. It's cool. Do it. So there you go, Andy. Hope that was fun. Some of these uh, obviously aren't going to be the typical get-right-to-it things. I'm going to go a little, just a little crazy on these. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Aaron, Aaron says, dear Phil, see, dear Phil, this is different, different temperament. It says, dear Phil, I hope this email finds you well. See, but that's the new greeting. I told you, right? Okay. I wanted to let you know about a modular guitar. Okay. That I've been working on in the last few months that I think is relevant to your channel. I will explain a little bit about how the modular, a modular assembly works. The module is essentially a big panel of wood that you can slide in and out of the guitar under the strings, okay? This makes it easy to swap and easy to customize. Want 10 pots? Uh, as long as they fit, that can happen. It can happen. Uh, it's just a simple amount of dremeling, a couple extra holes, and wood plate. Okay, so uh, before I go on, uh, Aaron, any more into this email because it seems like you're just going to go on about the guitar, which is fine. As it stands, the guitar is not yet finished product. However, I'm just kind of going through. I'm skim reading. Um, let me tell you something. I, uh, you might not know this, so so obviously you'll get this uh, response in the podcast. Um, I'm doing this video series for a company called Somnium Guitars. I want to explain to you what is going on with that guitar that's probably going to help your situation and understand some of the things. Um, there are a lot of things that I can tell you, Mark at Somnium Guitars and I, when we, we, we met, um, and I believe Mark would wholeheartedly agree with this. I helped him with like, Hey, this is, this is some things you need to think about. This is how you want to talk about this product. This is how, you know, some here's the changes that I think will, will let players identify your guitar differently than how they've been identifying it before. So he's helped me or I've helped him definitely understand the market a little bit. We've definitely created something. 
you know, we meaning he did it and I had some input. Um, but what I was going to tell you was he taught me some things. And let me tell you some things he taught me. This guy, Mark at Somnium, is no joke when it comes to uh, what he thinks. He builds, here's why, he builds parts. He has a company, he builds parts. I don't know how much I can divulge because I've never asked him. He builds parts for motorcycles, specific parts, a part he designed. So safety is not only a concern for him, but he's like into the whole, like things should last forever thought process. When, when he took his Somnium guitar to a ton of YouTubers, Every YouTuber is like, you can make it out of plastic and make it cheap and put it on in China. And he was like, and he was getting frustrated with this. And he didn't tell me that story, by the way. When we met, he just said, what do you think about changing the quality of this? And then, or maybe going over China or doing this. And I told him, absolutely not. Absolutely not. What you're about to do, what you're doing is either innovative and cool or it's a stupid thing for an infomercial, right? And you have to decide what that is. And if you decide it's innovative and cool, you're gonna have to treat it as such. The reason why I tell you that is, man, that Somnium guitar. There's something I, I can't show people in videos. I don't know how to. I don't know how to chrono. Or I don't know how to it. I don't know how to uh, videotape it and put it in. Dude, I am abusing and beating that guitar to death. If that guitar was made of, if those modules were made of wood, I, I told him, said, I said, why don't we make a few out of wood? He was like, no. And I was like, what about plastic? You know, just a few, right? Just like said, just a few, just to test it. And he's like, I've tested it, Phil, I'm telling you. And so I was like, all right, all right. Because again, I was just more curious in the test phase. I really agree with him, but I wanted to test it. What's my point to this? My point is, these things are made of machined aluminum. And uh, none of them are broke yet, but I mean, I'm literally have abused them probably way more than he, he even told me, he's like, I've given it to touring musicians. I've done it. You know, I've seen what can break. I've done it to where it can't break everything in my core, everything in my, uh, experience of guitar building, guitar fixing, guitar knowledge, you know, industry, whatever, all my, all my cumulative knowledge tells me I should have broke one of these things already doing what I've done to them. Um, so the point I'm telling you is there's nothing wrong with your idea, you know, but I'm telling you, um, there's a reason why he's doing it out of machine aluminum. And there's also a reason why no one can really do it. Um, you know, he even, he didn't understand. He was going to guitar companies and he's like, Hey, would you like to license this idea? And they were like, no, it doesn't look that interesting. And he told me that. And I said, have you, did you go to their factories? And he's like, no. And I go, they don't have machine shops. He machines everything. I said, they don't have machine shops. These guys, these companies are not building bridges anymore. They buy that stuff. Right. Uh, Paul Reed Smith is buying his bridges from like Hipshot and other places. You know what I mean? People are buying their bridges from other places. So they're not going to machine out modules and stuff. So it's crazy how crazy the Somnium guitar. Back to your other part, which is the module idea for the uh, electronics. Uh, he's already got that too. So, you know, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just telling you, hey, this is stuff you're going to probably discover. Um, he's actually done it and put it in guitars. It didn't go over well. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. He did it and it didn't go over well. Uh, on the guitar that I have, it's modular in that way. There's more to the guitar. I ha There's more going on in the guitar that I have than I've told people about um, because of the fact that it doesn't pertain to the average person, the average player, right? They don't need all this crazy stuff, right? Like mine, obviously, uh, one of the things mine has that's silly is I have the treble bleed that is bypassable. I don't know why that's a, a thing everybody would need, but in my guitar, I need it. You know what I mean? Um, so it does stuff. Uh, so to back to your question is, um, you know, it's up to you. 
I think you should go and follow your dream. I just want you to be prepared for what that dream road is going to look like. You have Relish out there and Relish guitars, um, you know, they got the marketing power behind them. You know what I mean? Insomnium guitars, he's got all the patents. He's got three patents that lock down a lot of cool stuff, right? Um, uh, in fact, some of the things in the Relish guitars that I don't like, I, I, I'm pretty sure, and again, Mark didn't tell me this. I don't want to put anybody on the hook that didn't say anything they didn't say. I'm pretty sure the reason why some of the Relish things that, that are things about the Relish guitar I don't like are like that is that I think that they violate his patents if they do it the, uh, in another way. I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't want to, this is speculation um, because there's a couple things in the Relish guitar that I don't in, like. Um, and of course, besides the fact that I can't put a single coil in it, I can only put a humbucker that has a single coil in the humbucker and, you know, I want to do whatever I want to do. So my point is, is it's going to be pretty hard to beat the Simon guitar. The other thing, Aaron, I want to tell you is again, so that you prepared the road, um, the amount of crazy money that, uh, that, uh, put into their guitar, um, is not the, the guy, the guys at Somnium are not ever, oh, I don't want to say ever. That sounds horrible. They're not, I'm not, I don't, hopefully they're going to be huge guitar one day, but right now he sunk a ton of money into this. He has, uh, he's weathered a lot of storms and, um, you know, he's doing it for passion purposes. I can tell you right now, talking to the guy many times, he said a million times over that, um, if it wasn't a passion driven project, he would have never, you know, never gone because it's not, the dividend's not there. He's doing this for a love of guitar and a love of the idea of advancing the guitar in some way. So be prepared for all of that, Aaron. Is what I'm saying. Lots of money to spend in your way. Lots of uh, prototypes. Um, mine is called the. Think about this. My my Somnium guitar is called the TS3. The reason it's called the TS3, it stands for Tele Style Guitar Somnium. So it doesn't matter. Three being the third iteration, not prototype. There's been dozens of prototypes. Third iteration of the system. So he's had to redesign that system, which was very expensive each time three times before he got it right. And I think he got it right because the other two versions I was not impressed with uh, as much. Well, the second one was okay. All right. What do we got? We have Nolan. Nolan sent pictures. Oh, it's the, uh, he sent me pictures of a guitar. It looks like a, I don't know what this is. Let's see what it is. It says, hello, Phil big fan. I have a question on how to maintain and repair cracks on finishes. I have an LTD Kirk Hammett signature. It's the uh, demonology. Yeah. So it's the one with all the, uh, it looks like the, what's that movie Tom Hanks was in? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yeah, it's got all those weird demon looking symbols and stuff uh, in the body. Uh, and some minor scratches, uh, which scr scratch removers do you recommend and how uh, to control humidifier. Wait, how to control humidifiers while guitar in case up to two weeks. Okay. Um, so a couple things first, uh, I like the swirl remover from Stuart McDonald. Uh, I've, I've did a video on that a couple times and more importantly in that video, I said, I bought this seriously, like 2008, 2007 is the bottle I currently have. I bought the big bottle. That's how long it's lasted me. I'm still using it. So it's working. As far as I know, it hasn't broken down or anything. It's still working. Great stuff. You can get stuff from Meguiar's that's really good. There's a ton of great play. There's a ton of great stuff I've, I've used. Um, I just purchased the Stu Mac because one day, because Stu Mac, a lot of stuff I try with them because I'm sure you guys that use Stu Mac tools are familiar with the idea that, you know, sometimes you're like, I got to pay the shipping charge. I got to get this dollar amount to make sense. You know what I mean? 
to me on Stu Mac, if you don't spend at least a 150 bucks, the $10 charge doesn't even make sense because it's otherwise it's like 10%, you know, spend a hundred bucks, 10% of the, of the ship. And it's at 10 is the base. Sometimes it's like $18 in shipping. So the shipping is the thing that's always been in. It's all of our crawl. I love it. How people like to tell me all the time, like Phil, you know, the shipping, it's Stu Mac's horrible. I'm like, yeah, I know. I pay it too. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you guys. In fact, now that I've had their ear, it's the one thing I've mentioned a thousand times. Um, I don't think they're going to budge, you know? And so, uh, you know, you can not buy from them. But uh, what happens with me with Stu Mac is sometimes I go, screw it. I'm not paying their price. I'm not paying the Stu Mac tax. I'm not paying that. I'll buy something somewhere else. Every once in a while, I get lucky and it worked out. Most of the time, it's like, crap, I should have just bought it from Stu Mac. That was way better quality than this. So, yeah, they, those guys are smart. They're, 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 they're smart, not only because they make good stuff, but when they don't make stuff, they pick good stuff. But most importantly, they pay attention to what we say. Um, so there there you go. So Swirl Mover from Stu Mac, or you can get Meguiar's. Uh, just uh, make sure you whatever you get doesn't have pumice in it um, is my uh, my advice. But the Swirl Mover from Stu Mac, I, I really, really re- recommend it. There's a ton of them out there. Um, if people give you suggestions too, you know, I can only tell you they're going to give you the same suggestion. I hope. Well, here's the difference. Some people, when they post a comment, they go, what you really need to use is this. That's great. I'm telling you, I use this Dumax World Mover. Not, not that I used it once. I've been using it for over 10 years. The same bottle. <laughs> right? For 10 years, I've used it. The customers have been happy with what I've produced with it. I'm happy with what I've done with it. Definitely give it a shot. It's not that expensive uh, comparatively for what you're gonna, how long it's gonna last you. Um, and the next thing about the humidifiers in your case, um, that's that's up to you. You know, sometimes humidifying the case is not is not. You have an electric guitar. I, I think we're talking about this guitar, right? Let's go back to this. Did I lose the email? What am I doing? Come on, sorry, Nolan. Nolan says, uh, do you recommend and how to control humidifiers while on the guitar cases? Uh, you know, I have a couple of very neurotic friends as we all get, and they all love the Daddario one where this, it's got the Bluetooth thing to your phone app and it tells you what the humidity in your case is. I don't know. I don't use them. So it, I would say don't use it, but if you're going to use it, that one's pretty cool because you can check that stuff. Uh, cases sometimes need to be dehumidified as much as humidified it depends really think about this whenever you shut your case whatever air was in the room that gets trapped in the case if it was really moist in the room the case is going to be moist um and if it's uh, dry in the room the air in the case is going to be dry obviously the case if the some cases are airtight some cases are close to airtight either way uh you have an electric guitar and drying out an electric guitar is not an easy process especially when yours, yours is all painted and i think the neck's all painted too because it looks like you have the could be wrong um, I'm looking at the side of the neck and it looks like there's paint there, but either way, uh, it's up to you. You know what I mean? Again, that's also an environmental thing. I'm not a huge humidifier fan, as I've said many times. Do you need them? I don't think you need them. Should you, can you use them? Sure. You can use them. This one's from Fran. Fran says, hey, Philip. Hi, just right to it. Hi, Philip. Good good morning from Scotland. See, Scotland. That's that's a place. It's like, hi. <laughs> right to it. We're going to get right to it. <laughs> good for you, Fran. Says, uh, I was wondering if it's a bad idea or a good idea to use a magnetic screwdriver to set up the guitar. Uh, can the mag- mag- magnet have a negative effect on the pickups? Kind regards, Fran. 
Great question. Totally understand. Sure. Not sure it will happen, but sure, it's an interesting question because uh, technically you're dealing with magnets and magnets can get uh, degaussed, right? Um, All kinds of things can go wrong with a magnet. Um, In that, I can, again, only defer to the experience of it. I I use currently a magnetic screwdriver. In fact, StuMac sells one. Uh, This is like a StuMac video. Please don't. This is not sponsored by StuMac, guys. I just can't help it with the questions involved. Uh, So I have a StuMac screwdriver set right here. What's cool about this one is uh, um, this is uh, one of the things, this is probably, I don't want to say the only, but it, I mean, trust me, we're probably only talking about one or two things. This is one of the things that StuMac sent me. I didn't buy this. Um, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's a little magnetic screwdriver set. In fact, what's great is when I first saw it on their website, I thought they were insane. It was 50 bucks. And I thought, oh my God, these guys are nuts. And then when you look at it, it looks like a cheap Chinese made screwdriver set that they just repackaged but what they did it is a cheap screwdriver set don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's quality by any means it's a nice little case uh case and screwdriver set but i don't feel like it's like 50 bucks reason why i would buy it seriously now you know what i mean now that i've had it and if i didn't you know they didn't give it to me and i was like now i've experienced it i would make the purchase is because all the little pieces that come with it are i mean dude it literally it's um oh i have i'm i forget sometimes i think it's just audio it's video i'm gonna show it to you this little thing uh it looks like my little swiss army knife right for those just listening to the audio um it's a little screwdriver set um so uh what am i trying to say uh yeah this works as a magnetic uh it's a magnet so it's got a magnetic uh magnet inside it holds the piece on there and um so not only have i never had a problem with any of that happening i would imagine that Stu mac a luthery company would not uh, send that out if they thought that was a concern, especially since what I use that for mostly is adjusting pickups and, and making all kinds of adjustments. So, Fran, I don't think there's any issues there. I've never seen one, and I've been using that stuff. Uh, and uh, But, I mean, has there been extensive tests? Who knows? Uh, you know. But, yes, could you technically mess a pickup uh, up and their magnet up by using another magnet around it? Sure. And also, I don't know how powerful the magnets are you on the screwdriver, but I'm assuming if it's a magnetic screwdriver, we're talking about a very small magnetic field. Um I just, again, I'm going to defer to my experience, which uh, my experience is I've never seen the issue or heard of the issue. And uh, not only have I been working on guitars, which is why I refer to that, but I always refer to the fact that I know so many people and work with them and I've never heard about it either. So that's your answer, Fran. All right. On that note, I think we're going to call it. This is basically an hour. So it was good. It was nice. I don't know how many emails we answered thousand <laughs> welcome to my world this is what uh what's this is what every, i should do you know i don't know if i could do this every morning because this does t- t- tend to slow it down a little bit some of my answers when i'm typing them would be a lot shorter than these or a lot i wouldn't go on tangents and stuff but this was fun i hope you guys had fun too as well i want to thank you guys so much for uh for hanging out and listening to this whatever it is that i'm doing here um do i have any announcements i don't have any announcements this is pretty easy if you're uh new if you're seeing this video this podcast you're on the know your gear channel which is a separate channel it's not a channel i'm trying to grow so to speak it's just a channel that i put this kind of stuff on there so i don't overwhelm the main channel with too much of this type of content uh, it seems to be uh some of you guys love this podcasty long-form content some some of you guys really like my short informational type uh videos and and uh, so I just thought I'd put it on this channel. So subscribe to this channel. I don't know why. So you get notified that there's more. <laughs> um, 
And oh, I know why. Subscribe to this channel because then eventually you get monetized. This uh, the Know Your Gear channel is not monetized. So when I, it's another thing. When I put this stuff over there, there's just it doesn't uh, doesn't have any ad revenue added to it. So there you go. I think you have to hit so many subscribers and so many hours, and you can monetize it. Not that this would make any money because again, this doesn't get the views like the other channel goes. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just because you want to be notified of it. Sometimes I don't know. I feel like. And this is my last little tangent. I feel like a lot of stuff that I say is like because YouTubers say it and I should just say it. Make sure you subscribe and give a thumbs up. And deep down, I have to be honest, I don't care. Uh, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I, I want to. I just don't. I want to make content. I want you guys to enjoy it. What I found is the bigger the channel gets, it's exciting that people, so many more people get engaged with it. But really, uh, some, uh, I end on a great note for you guys that have smaller channels. There is way more joy <laughs> in having a smaller channel. Do not think that the glamour is in the in, as channels grow. I find the bigger the channel grows, uh, yeah, there's some more ad, re ad revenue. There's a little bit more money. Maybe some more business opportunities with companies. Those all kind of come. Those are great. Uh, and of course, and um, but they don't come for free, which means you have to take all the flack of the fact that a bigger audience means you're going to attract more people who, you know, they're not going to get what you're doing. They're just going to, you know, hate it. And that's fine too. You're, I hope, you know, I hope everybody finds a good use for this. I know some people like to just listen to this just so they can scream at the monitor. <laughs> Damn you, Phil. It is 24 and three quarters. I just Googled it. It exists. Whatever, right? I don't know. Good for you guys. On that note, as always, I want to thank you so much for your time. Till the next time, know your gear.